You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another trading day, so it's time for the opening. And this morning, I'm speaking to Gary Boyson, Director and Portfolio Manager at Rand Swiss in Johannesburg. What's the mood overall this morning? It looks pretty quiet to me, quiet but firm as an overall feeling, please, Gary. Yeah, I think I think that's a, that sounds about right. Uh, we've got a, you know a lack of news coming through on the local market, so we've only I think had six cents announcements out this morning. So a little bit of news from Billiton, uh, you know, acquiring an asset uh, uh, overseas, but also not not material uh, given the size of Billiton. But so so overall, very quiet on the news front, and I think everyone just focusing uh, focusing maybe on FOMC coming up, focusing on the uh, the start of earnings season and kind of trading water. Um, we've obviously got China closed this morning in Asia. You know they they continue with their golden week, and I think that's also taking a little bit of volume out of the market. Um, so overall, our market is uh, flat but slightly up, um, and it's a very mixed bag. Yes, indeed, the rand is under a little bit of pressure. I mean, the US dollar versus the euro is is more or less flat. Let me go through those numbers first of all. Dollar rand is sixteen sixty four. British pound against the rand twenty one sixty two. Euro rand nineteen sixty one. With the euro dollar one seventeen eighty five, and that's unchanged from yesterday. Last night in the United States, the Dow Jones put on another good performance, up one point seven percent, or nearly five hundred points to above twenty eight thousand. A really, really good move. Um, stimulus and Mr. Trump going out of hospital, I think, boosting the market. S&P up 1.8% and the NASDAQ up 2.3%. Really, really strong stuff after a little bit of a wobble Thursday and Friday of last week. Uh, This morning in the Far East, as you say, Shanghai. uh, Is Hong Kong closed as well, uh, Gary, or is it just Shanghai that's closed? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's just Shanghai at the moment. Okay, Hong Kong then is up two thirds of a percent. You'll share in Sydney up half a percent. Tokyo up half a percent as well. The gold price has maintained its level above nineteen hundred. Went above there yesterday and is now nineteen eleven. Which overnight, I think, or since the COMEX close anyway, up eight dollars an ounce. The platinum price I've got is six dollars higher to eight ninety seven, and the oil price after a stormingly good day yesterday, is up again, but only slightly sort of momentum buying. People that didn't get their orders in on the close have bought uh, this morning or overnight. Up 0.4% for West Texas at 39.38. Brent crude oil at 41.48, which is also around about 0.4% to the good. So everything nice and nice and steady. Nothing on the Stock Exchange news services this morning, Gary? Yeah, as I said, the only thing that we have out is uh, an announcement from Billiton. Um, so they've got uh, it's essentially a joint venture with Hess Corporation. Um, uh, that uh, you know, so it's basically one of their oil operations. They, they're already a forty-four percent owner. There, um, Hess has uh, a twenty-eight percent interest, and Repsol has a twenty-eight percent interest. And what we've got mm-hmm. is uh, Billiton uh, buying out, uh, buying out essentially Hess's stake. So, so taking their their um, o- overall percentage share of that uh, operation up to 72% um, for an operation in Gulf of Mexico. And it really looks like they're just, uh, uh, you know, doubling down on oil. Uh, you know, if you if you read through the the announcement, it's, it's very much around, uh, you know, trying to uh, target counter-cyclical acquisitions. So, so looking at the oil prices, obviously uh, falling, uh, you know, given the, the COVID and the lockdowns and, and, and trying to increase supply, uh, you know, almost trying to zig when, when others are zagging uh, with a view that, uh, you know, looking five years to maybe five years or 10 years out, um, they're going to be in a very good position when, when hopefully oil prices start to increase. 
We focus a lot on the United States of America, and I'm guilty of guiding you in that regard and guiding all my commentators. But let's have a quick look at South Africa, because we spoke on a, on a show on Friday, uh, not this one, another one, about the private sector credit extension numbers and the Im implications for uh, retailers and banks of those numbers, showing that uh, people are just not borrowing and maybe banks aren't lending as well. Front page of Business Day this morning, it says here on their lead article, certainly on their online uh, representation, it says here, the sharp decline in applications for credit during the lockdown was accompanied by the highest rejection rate since records began, indicating people applying for credit might have been doing so out of desperation. And that's data from the credit re regulator. Yeah, it showed that credit applications fell from 10 million in the first quarter of the year to 5.7 million for the three months ended June. Obviously, it's a lot to do with lockdown and lack of confidence and also the soaring unemployment rate. But these numbers are going to take a while to recover. And again, what do you think for retailers and again, the financial services sector? No, so it's interesting. I think we're going to be in a lot of trouble for a long time. So most of the bank estimates, if we look at uh, you know G GDP forecasts out to to around 2025, we're only seeing South Africa really recover to to the pre-COVID level, you, you know, it, it, over the next four to five years, which is uh, you know a lot slower than we, we've had um, you know, in developed market economies. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. It's going to be a very very difficult uh, patch for, for for South African retailers. Certainly, um, the banks are interesting. So the banks, for me, it's uh, you know, they've obviously raised you know aggressive provisions. We've seen you know at potentially absent first round being a little bit more aggressive than the other banks, but um, you know it's now almost a wait and see game. You know the banks have raised the provisions. We've already seen the ROEs collapse. Uh, we've seen uh, we, we've seen. A, a, a largely because of the provisions and, 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 the, and the lockdown environment. But it really now depends on, on what's going to happen in the underlying economy. Are, are people going to default on loans? Are they going to be able to borrow? Are they going to qualify for new loans? Um, and, and what is this going to do? I mean, we've obviously, you know, got uh, you know, kind of the, the multiplier effect moving through the economy that as businesses shut down and uh, people people aren't working, uh, we're going to get, uh, you, you know, it's just going to, to, to spiral and uh, more and more people are going to become under pressure unless we see real stimulus coming from the government. Um, and I mean, we've heard, you know, very positive signs uh, on the infrastructure spending from, from Silver and Poiser, but, uh, you know, as, as we, we've seen in the past, uh, you know, the, the talk is always good, but the implementation is, is usually poor. Yes, indeed. In his closing remarks to the ANC National Executive Committee, it says here, Le Hotler, that is, which focused primarily on economic recovery, Ramaphosa said the many policies and plans to grow the economy needed to be underpinned by an urgent need to implement what we are planning. I don't know how many times since I've been a broadcaster, I've read various presidents say exactly the same thing. And when I see the word Le Hotler or Indaba, I think, right, let's, let's, in a couple of months' time, like TV programs do, they say, they, the TV presenter will say, do you remember we spoke to this person two months ago? Let's see what's happened. Obviously, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but it just seems to me that the follow-up isn't, <laughs> isn't quite as urgent as the original statement. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it, and that's that's always been the case. Uh, I mean, we we've got uh, amazing plans and, and just poor execution. And I mean, yeah, I think for, for me, it's it's also it's just the, the difficulty with which they're going to execute. So it was one of the stories that we picked up uh, yesterday, just around uh, ball and properties as well. You know, kind of creating uh, a mega, a, a, you know, a mega uh, sectional title project out in in Pretoria East, and uh, you know, government saying that this is absolutely wonderful. We need to partner with with companies with the reputable developers to you know increase 
increase housing delivery and that. But again, it comes down to what what is actually going to be delivered from from the government side. Um, when when really we see most of the action be coming out of the private sector, and, and now the private sector obviously under an enormous amount of pressure given given the the lockdowns and the coronavirus, which is essentially outside of you know policy control and it's outside of um, you know it's outside of the, the the general general running of things, and it's obviously an enormous shock. But um, yeah, it, it, I mean we can always hope that government will do more, but it is it's uh, it's just the implementation is not there at the moment. Let's have a look at what's happening on the JSC this morning after about 40 minutes of trading. On my 15-minute delayed screen, I've got Santam up 4.3%, Hammerson up 3 and three quarters, Northern Platinum up 3.6%, AB InBev up 3 and a quarter. That's a big move for a really big company, uh, maybe to do with the weakness in the round. On the downside, PSG Consult down 3 Oceana down 2 and 2 thirds, Truewas down 1.4, talking of retailers, Telcom down 1 and a third, and 91 down 0.9%. Any stories around those ones, Gary, or any companies that have uh, slipped through my net? No, I think I think you pretty much covered it there. So yeah, you see, I, I think mainly this is going to be currency driven because we've seen we've seen the currency move, uh, you know, from kind of that sixteen. We, we were up at about sixteen sixty yesterday. Now now trading uh, sixteen sixty three, and that I think you know just feeding into feeding into the the rand hedge stocks that that you mentioned. Um, we're seeing some of the banks under pressure. So we also seen Capitec down one point one seven percent, and and then at some of the miners uh, up, uh, uh, you know, we've seen the likes of Impala also doing pretty well but again that that's going to be the currency story um two stories that we picked up yesterday was uh, the um uh, multi-choice group and uh, the Richmond stories, both of those are uh, kind of leading the upside on my watch list. With multi-choice up another 2%. It was a little bit uh, a little bit higher earlier on as well. Um, but that just on that uh, uh, Canal Plus. Uh, investment by Canal Plus. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, keep an eye on that one. Nearly three quarters of an hour gone on this Tuesday morning. What are the major indices looking like, please? So if we look at the J200, which is uh, the top 40, that is, uh, it, it's largely flat. So I mean, we flat up uh, 0.8%. Um, you know, J203, which would be the all share index, that's uh, at also 0.06%. Uh, last trade, uh, last traded value is 54,554 points. Um, yeah, if we, again, if we look uh, at uh, some of the uh, international uh, indices, uh, we can see that the uh, US futures are current currently pointing up uh, we've also got uh, our US future or US futures actually flat at the moment uh, down 0.01 um, and yeah if we look uh, across the across the um, to Europe we've got uh, the FTSE 100 also uh, slightly uh, slightly lower at the moment uh, which uh, the European futures have been pointing to a more positive open uh, we've got France also largely flat up 0.04 percent just talking of France Paris will be uh, largely flat as well because all the bars and cafes have closed. But that's another story. Gary, thanks very much for your time this morning. That's Gary Boyson, Director and Portfolio Manager at Rand Swiss in Johannesburg. Gary will be back with myself and David Shapiro later on for the five o'clock shadow. That was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.